Good morning, good afternoon. I'm Bill Connor, and you reach a digital shop talk radio where we uh, join you guys on um, Wednesday afternoon to talk about all things about the digital shop. If you joined us live, thank you. Um, and you can sign up to join us live by going to autovitals.com forward slash radio and registering. We also encourage you that if you want to listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, to just search for the digital shop talk radio and you can listen to us that way. So today I'm here with Tim Failer, the general manager of Import Automat Auto uh, Clinic. Welcome, Tim. And Tim is with us for the first time as a panelist. So um, this is going to be good. And of course, we have Uber <laughs> Auto Vital's very own chief innovation officer. And today we're going to be discussing using the DVI, digital vehicle inspection, to increase ARO. And more importantly, how to go ahead and combine that with workflow along with a fully perfected DVI process to create some results that you know most people thought were impossible just using the old traditional ways. We're gonna cover methods used for continuous growth and what are the plans to continue leveraging the digital shop for the growth of your business. You'll take away some solid information to put the digital shop to work for your shop. And as always, you'll learn from our guest panelists like Tim operating shops just like yours. So uh, welcome, Tim and Uva, if you would, uh, how about you get us started? Happy to do so. Um, you know, Tim's results are another example for what's possible, right? It, I mean, tell me any other technology process change or anything where, where those huge steps are, are, are possible. And so, um, the trick though is it's not just the introduction of a product, it's getting the whole team behind a new process. Often it changes a belief system, which is one of the hardest things to do. And, and so I'm, I'm super excited to have you on Tim, because you also have a kind of unique situation because you came into a shop which had already signed up for Auto Vitals, but not using it or rarely using it or using it in a traditional way. Here's a product, here's a tablet, go ahead. I don't know, you will probably enlighten us what you, what you found when you started. So welcome. And if you could uh, you. give us a, you know, how did it all begin? Oh, man. Uh, well, first off, I'm super humbled even to be here. Um, I am green in this industry, green. Two years, I was always a, a small little tire guy or a lube guy back in my 20s, but never done anything as far as uh, running a shop goes before. So the owner took a really big chance on me coming in. Um, he's had 40 years of clientele here. Uh, he's three generations of customers. So we've got very loyal customers and good customers, but we also have um, a lot of newer customers, younger customers coming in. And there was this software that was being, that was here, that was never being used. And when I came in, he didn't know much about it because he had another service manager um, who used it, but didn't really use it. It was more just checking boxes than it was. He was a lot of the phone calls and spending 20, 30 minutes on the phone to, to sell a $700, $800 job. And once I saw this software and, and I, I realized it was a lot easier to have other people know what they were going to be talking about before they called me or before I called them. I started and it took me a good six months to a year to, I don't want to say perfect it, but to really get comfortable using it and, and realize the full potential of it. 
Um, but it, it's it's been just significantly different. I mean, we've seen $5,000 jobs sold with a two minute conversation because everything on the report is there. And all they do is go through and say, okay, well, I see everything in the red. And how much would it be to do the red and the yellow together? And and it's it's literally made conversations. It's made our time much easier. It's a little bit of time preparing the reports, but it's less time on the phone. It's um, less explaining because everything's explained in the reports. I and mean, we, we put bullet points, we put paragraph descriptions. I mean, everything's in there so that we don't have to repeat ourselves or to try to sell it over the phone. It's sold with the report. So um, yeah, I was kind of thrown into it and, and, and hey, figure it out <laughs> because I don't know what it is. So it was fun. It was a fun experience. So, Bill, I think, you know, we're done with the podcast. Cool. Well, I think there was a little bit I got more some to stuff it than to that. Sell. So we're going to have, we're going to have to go in, in we're going to have to go in big in here a little bit. Tim, could you tell us, you know, size of the shop, specialty, um, you know, what did you find when you started? Where did you start? Did you have a, trial and error approach. I mean, lots of questions, right? Gosh. But um, so, yeah, so when I first started, we had three techs, um, uh, two master techs and uh, just a general service or a general service repair shop. So, you know, most of the time it's, we'll do diagnosing, oil changes. We don't do any re big rebuilds. We try to stay away from a lot of rebuilds or engine repair and transmission. We'll sub that stuff out just because we don't like to have cars stuck on a rack for over a day or two at most. So a lot of the big, big stuff we just, we stay away from. Um, there's, we have four techs now. We have uh, eight bays. Um, typical car time is about four and a half hours per car. Uh, our ARO now is close to the 900 range. We were, we tracked $1,100 last month with our ARO. Uh, we had a great oh, month cool. last month. Um, obviously it's signs of the time as people are repairing cars more so than they are buying new ones so that we factor that in too but um what was it when i first started you were asking how how was how was it received uh, is it one one service advisor or two well there was one initially and um now we have now there's two of us so when i got hired on i was hired on as a service manager and um <laughs> it was a frustrating process for the owner to deal with at first because i didn't know what i was doing and 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 i remember my first couple months we were doing phone calls and that took ages for me to try to use the reports. And then once I started realizing I can just text message people and have them call me when they're ready and I'm not interrupting them, um, they see what this report is. Once I found out, wow, these reports are really nice. Um, and I got the techs on board because the techs love it too. They love, because they're the ones that are explaining. I'm not diagnosing the cars, they're diagnosing the cars. I'm just telling people what's needed from their cars when they come in. So I'm kind of the, um, the, the, the conduit, so to speak, between the techs and the, the customers. So the techs love it because they get to write the responses down and, and it makes them feel as if they're a part of the process too. And I believe that um, that's a big part of this, this system is the techs feel that they're, they have a say in what gets sold and a lot of it is on them. So, hey, I'm, I tell them, I said, listen, if you want it, put it on there and I'll sell it. If it's not on there, I'm not gonna sell it. That's your job. Your job is to put it on there. Your job is to get everything in writing. I'll figure out these intervals, I'll go through all that stuff. But um, with one person, it was a lot. Now there's two of us that are out here doing it. Um, the other, the, the service rider is actually the owner's son who's came on board and he's picked up on the inspection reports and 
he sees the value in it too. I mean, we always, he just probably sold a $10,000 job that, you know, was a 15 minute, 10 minute conversation um, because everything was in the report. So all the guys are on board with it. The guys love it. Um, they're younger, so it helps. They, they're not uh, afraid of technology. So they're comfortable with the iPad, but getting them to do um, detailed inspections was tough because they take about an hour to do. So, I mean, we, we really do take our time. We don't rush through them. Um, we communicate that with each and every single customer that we need their car for a minimum of three to four and a half hours per oil change. Uh, we try to regulate that and the guys do a great job and we have some really good inspections. I think, you know, we, with leaks, we get videos instead of a picture of the leak, because I think a video sells itself more so than a picture. If you see something leaking on your car, we, we start with like the license plate or the front of the car, and then we move into where the leak is coming from. So that creates a visual story in their head. Um, like I said, in the, in the descriptions, we'll write literally everything that I'm going to tell you on the phone, I write it in advance. So it's almost as if you're hearing it twice, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of the times when you have that inner voice that says, your bright flushes due every two years and it would be a good idea to do. And then I say it again, it's almost as if you heard it twice and it's easier to process that sale. So the guys are just, the guys love it. I mean, they're, they've, it's really taken off here. Um, I'm a so huge One of the things of that you're actually doing that I hear is, is your technicians aren't just giving a pass fail. They're actually going ahead and giving you some proper documentation of what it needs, why it needs and, and why the customer should part with their money. It's not, it's just not a, you're not using like we did in the past where you just got a, a red, yellow, Click. green checkbox. You've got a lot more to it. Yeah. And that's what they were doing beforehand when I first got here. If, if whenever I go back and look at the old inspection reports, it was literally just quit. It was just check marks. Check, check, mm -hmm. check, 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 check. There wasn't many pictures. There wasn't many. There was no descriptions. It was just checking boxes. Um, and once we decided, I mean, I've got one up on my screen. It was a, it came in for a check engine light, a, a crankshaft sensor was low and I mean, it's so detailed. He says, wiring to the sensor is okay at this time. No visible damage. Crank sensor looks to have failed internally. Replace crankshaft position sensor. Relearn module. Verify repairs. That takes a 15-minute phone call away because they can just read that. They know exactly what we need to do. So Not only that, it sounds like you're putting the technician into the mindset that they really believe that they're writing up a prescription just like a doctor would. Correct. Correct. So, so that didn't happen overnight. I, I assume there was some pushback in the beginning. It takes so much time because they haven't seen the the results yet. And yeah. And so, how did that evolve? How did you? What did you set up as an cultural aspect? So, so it, it paid off in the end. And how long did it take? Um. It probably took a couple, maybe four or five months. I think a lot of it is just also a positive mindset, you know, okay. um, telling the guys, thank you for, for doing this. Hey man, great inspection. Uh, I appreciate that. Giving them feedback from how the customers receive stuff. I think people do really well with positive feedback, you know, instead mm -hmm. of pointing out the things that they missed, um, point out the things that they did right, you know, and how we can make it better. So with some of the guys, they would just check mark still. You know, there's just check mark, check mark. And I would go in there and say, hey, listen, I don't have time. You're, you're going to waste both of our time if I'm going out there and trying to figure out what leaks. Instead of just saying oil leaks, tell me where it's leaking from. Give me, give me if it, this can be repaired or if this can be monitored or if this can be taken care of. 
Um, it took probably about six months to, to get, when we got, we got a new guy come in last, um, gosh, it's in January. Wow. It's in January. And, um, <laughs> it just seems like it was a couple of months ago, but, but, you know, he, he sees the benefits of it because he has work to do. They like working. Right. None of, none of them want to not work and, and they all like doing work. So if, if it's better for, they don't get paid. We don't pay our guys based off of hours. They're flat rate. Um, because it's, we've just found that it works really well as a team where, where they see that they can all just come together and do stuff. And so the incentive per se, isn't there based off of how many hours they have, but they're just good people and good hard workers. And, and they love anything that makes their job easier <laughs> and keeps them busy. So they're not cleaning the shop right. or staring at paint dry. So well, one of the questions um, that always comes in when you've got your flat rate guys and, and thank, thank you, Jeff, for going ahead and, and kind of texting this in. Is there interesting to know is, are you giving your technician a flag time allowance to go and do the inspection? And if so, what is that range? You say it takes about an hour to do. He's saying in his shop that he allows his guy 0.7 for inspections. So can you talk through your process on that? Uh, it, it's kind of a case by case basis. We, we give it away for free with an oil change um, because we know that we're not just going to have somebody leave here with an oil change most of the time. Um, if it's a specialty check engine lights or um, noise leaks, we do charge an hour for the customer for that. And we include that inspection in it. Um, so uh, they know that they're going to spend anywhere from 30 minutes, 45 minutes at most an hour doing something that they're not getting paid for, but they're not on flat rate. So I guess it depends on a case by case basis. Um, either way, even if we didn't charge for it, we make it up in the end and then some. So, I mean, I, I think the technician would, because, you know, you pack on hours and, and I, there's no reason why um, even doing it for free, so to speak, I, I say free loosely, um, won't benefit somebody in the long run. So you're not paying the tech for the time they do the inspection if it's part of the vehicle health, but you, but you, uh, but for any specialty inspection, you charge the customer and pay the tech. So, so how do you pay your tax? I, I was not clear. Is that, is that hourly? hourly? They're hourly. hourly. Paid hourly. Yeah. And, and is there a prorated bonus or something like that uh, based on um, results? We do do, we have a performance structure here. If they hit a certain amount, um, they know that they get a little bit more for that. But again, the culture is, we developed such a good culture here that uh -huh. that's not really their driving. Their driving point is just to work good, well together and to, they, they're excited when people leave happy. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that, that, that we, it's anytime that someone can spend money with a smile on their face, we know we've got a good job, you know? Awesome. And um, the techs love that too. The techs, people bring them cookies. You know, people, people ask for certain guys to work on their car because their face is in the inspection report. And they know that some of the times they're, the techs will do a video um, sometimes in the inspection report. So people have a, a, a personal relationship with these guys. Um, Very cool. So yeah. does it happen that the customer comes back and says, I want tech A to work on my car? 100%. It happens. It happens a lot. We, we joke today, we've got a, a 2000 Tundra um, and, and everybody knows that's going to Wes because Wes's hands have only been on that car, you know, and the customer knows that too. And um, they get to meet the tech sometimes. It's, it's, it's created a really good family atmosphere here. And if Wes wasn't there, would you reschedule the appointment? 
Um, Wes doesn't take time off, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, no, no, we, we'd give it to somebody else. But um, yeah, he's not allowed to take any time off, so. I see. So one of the things everybody kind of talks about right now, we've got some silly season going on. We've got texts coming and going and so on. Is it, do you find it a lot easier to go ahead and now that you're fully implemented, do you find it a lot easier to bring somebody in to your group than it was to go ahead and change your entire group over? Um, when we brought somebody in, they never, they came from um, Manny Mo, Manny Mo and Jack. So they came from there and, and it was a way different structure um, than what he's seen before. So, but coming in, we explained to him, this is the process. Uh, this is how we do things. There is, it's a non-negotiable. You, you're going to use these tablets. You're going to do these inspection reports. And um, a couple of the texts would, would just go through the ropes and go through the routines with them. So it really wasn't a, a trained process that I had to do. Um, the texts walked them through it and they picked up on it pretty quick. And he saw, um, he saw the benefits from it because like I said, he was staying busy and he was doing though. I think it makes people feel good when you suggest something and then you get to do it. I think it creates a, a confidence in you to do more work and to do better because you're seeing that, Hey, they're actually doing the things that I say. And that makes me feel good. So he picked up on that and uh, he's just taken off here and he's just fantastic. A lot of digital shops tell me that when they're bringing in new people, they said it's kind of an unusual feeling for that new person to come in and find out that a shop really cares about helping them go ahead and be successful rather than just coming in and saying, you know, what can you do for the shop? It's, it's also more about what the shop is going to do for them to go ahead and help them succeed. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we, if, if they're not happy, we're not happy, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the, and then we're a small, we're a small enough shop to where we are, you know, we work with each other 50 hours a week. So we, we see each other almost as much as we see our families. So if, if the continuity here is off, um, we're small enough and personal enough where we can, you know, pull somebody aside and, and, and talk to them and really just walk with them through not just life, but how we can help them out and how they can be better because that's what we ultimately want. We don't want anything stale here, period. Uh, we're all about growth and encouragement. So. Very cool. And do, so do you have regular shop meetings where you go through inspection results or, or do you have a meeting every morning? Walk us through that. I wish we did. Um, I don't have the time <laughs> to do that. <laughs> we, 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 I get here at seven, our customers, we open at 7.30, but our customers sometimes will come in earlier. Um, we, it, the guys always joke because when, when they come in, I'm ready, I, I'm game on. I'm like, hey, you've got these four cars, five cars today, um, this, this, this. I don't care what order you get them in, just get them done. You know, so I, I can collectively go to each and every single one of them. We've tried to do meetings in the mornings before, but the problem is with the phones ring. I mean. Ideally, that's where I'd like us to get to. Um, we're just not there yet. So I know mm -hmm. there's benefit in doing that. Uh, we did a big rally. Uh, what was it? A couple of weeks back. Oh, the Thanksgiving, uh, the weekend, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, we, were, we were crunching to, to do a pretty good number for us that week. And um, all the guys came in that morning and, and we just kind of, we had a little huddle and we rallied and the owner saw it. He was here in the morning. And he's like, man, that was awesome. You should do that more. And I was like, I would 
love to do that more. I just, that's, that's where we're going for. So ideally that's where we want to get to. We want to get to daily just meetings in the morning. So the guys have a general idea, but also the, the software gives them that idea. Uh, I can get here early enough and I can arrange the order of cars so that they know, you know, if we want to, we don't micromanage if they want to work on their, their, their task. Hey, they're, they're ordered. They're relegated. Hey, here's one through four. Here's the cars that need to get looked at. Um, they know that if there's inspections, you do all the inspections before you do any repairs, you know, and if something changes, we'll come out and talk to them. So the software really allows us not to have to do those morning meetings because everything's on their tablets. So when they clock in, they can look at it and say, okay, well, I know I have these four cars coming in and I have these three cars to finish, you know? So uh, yes, I want to do the meetings more, um, but I, it, there's a lot of things I want to do that sometimes I don't have the time for. So. When you go ahead and bring in a new employee into your, your group, do you have a fixed onboarding process for a technician? Do you go ahead and have somebody, you know, teach him, this is how you're going to go ahead and do the, the work order part first. This is how you go ahead and fill out the information for the jobs, clock time, and so on. And then somebody working through the inspection sheet. You know, what is the onboarding process for a new employee in an existing shop? Uh, we do. One of our, we have, we have a couple guys out there that are really good uh, teachers. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a Marine um, who's, on, who's on staff here, and he just loves taking people alongside um, just kind of showing them the ropes. And then we've got a seasoned tech who's been here about nine or 10 years, who's seen a lot of the change happen. And um, they're always available. We, I mean, it, the software is easy enough to where they can kind of learn it on the fly. If they're, if they're, their phone, maybe people nowadays are glued on their phones anyway. So thankfully it's user-friendly enough to where they can um, figure it out. We give them a few practice cards to just kind of, hey, have fun on here. And then we'll walk through it afterwards. Um, the texts are always available to ask questions. I think people pick it up pretty, pretty quick because it's click buttons, you know, and if you can't click buttons in today's time, then you have no business picking up something electronical. So they, um, he picked it up rather fast. We've really only had two guys that came green, um, without using those before. And both of them within a month were, were flying with it. There's still things that we, we work through, but they're, they're really well. Are there any particular metrics, KPIs, maybe in the business control panel or other places that you look at that lets you know their behaviors are going in the right direction? You know, I just, I, I, to, my, to my shame, I just learned this business control panel probably a week ago when you sent me the message. Um, I do my own spreadsheets uh, so that I can track their hours and I can track which the productivity that each tech is doing. Um, so I will be looking at that more, so we could probably cover that at a later time. But I, I don't, um, I haven't utilized that enough to my own. We're going to bring you back shade. and hold your feet to the fire on that one. That's fine. I like that. Bring it on. <laughs> awesome. So, do your service riders, you and your other service provider, do you go ahead and monitor the motorist research time and use that as an indicator how well things are going? Or, um, I, I, I don't. Person, I do. David, our, our our rep sends us the reports of how long each person is looking. I don't think I need to monitor it because I hear it from the customers firsthand. Um, we rarely will get a customer who says, "Oh, I didn't look at the report. I don't have time." And you know, I, as as blunt and as frank as this might be, if if they don't have time to look at the report and they don't really care, they're probably not a customer we want. We mm -hmm. want people who care about their cars. We want people who um, 
want to invest in their vehicles and in, in, in what we do here. And if that's something that, you know, they don't like, or they don't want to be a part of, well, maybe we're not the shop for them and that's okay. Uh, there's plenty of shops that are. So we know that a lot of the times, I'm nine out of 10 calls, if not even higher, uh, as soon as they call in, they'll say, hey, I looked over the report, um, let's go through it together. Or I had some questions on it. So we know people are spending time on it just by the, the, the daily interactions that we have with them. Let's take a new customer that they call on the phone or come in. Sure. Is there anything you're doing to go ahead and leverage your process to explain to them yes. what you're doing from end to end? Can you talk through that? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. We, we have that, we have that happen frequently. Um, so when they come in, we, we get all their information. We do talk to them um, and let them know, hey, uh, where are you okay with text messages? Are you okay with communication via text? And 95% of the people say yes. And then when they're here in the shop, we, we show them an inspection report. We have a few that we've saved in our, um, in our tabs and we show them what it is they're gonna get and what it is they're gonna see. And we explain the process that, hey, we're gonna look over every aspect of your car. We're gonna text you this report with the link for you to look at. Green means good. Yellow means, hey, this is just stuff we wanna pay attention to in the future. We could possibly address if it's gonna help you out while here. Red will be things we wanna to address today. Blue items are things we don't know a history on, but we can look up Carfax service history. If you wanna pull up your records before we talk, that's great. So we really explain with, uh, this whole process to them when they come in. So they're ready for it when they get that text message and it's not a surprise for them. So we, we really prep them in advance that this is how we do things here. I wish I could get everybody to go ahead and follow your process you just said, because a lot of people, they view the yellow as future. And what you just said there is very important. Can we go ahead and do it for you today for convenience of not having to go ahead and come back? So, yeah, you know, there's a, a lot of... Um, places that really should probably start thinking about adopting that, you know, not pushing it off for the future, but let the customer make the decision. Do you want to do it today to go ahead and save a trip back or whatever else? We even write that. So in the, in the future attention, we even write that in like parentheses. Well, Hey, this would be a good idea to do while you're doing, um, you know, if, if tires are cupping, right. And we put that in the, in immediate attention though, they're cupping because of the shocks, the shocks aren't blown. You know, one of the two are, we'll, we'll right. literally, Tell them, hey, this is a good idea to do while it's here. Let's, let's take care of it. Good idea to do with your tires or a good idea to do with your flush. Or, so we, like I said, I, I once we started developing the um, double communication, man, we really saw sales take off for us. Hmm. So it's it's almost like that voice in the back of your head that you read and now someone tells you it. And, um, it doesn't, it just helps it, helps you make the decision easier. And, and, and it looks like, and it looks like if I may, the report is not a human voice necessarily. It, it's like you Google something and then find something exactly for your vehicle, and then it gets reinforced by the service advisor, although the service advisor wrote the report, but that's not necessarily linked in my opinion. Um, so, so I really like that uh, idea of reinforcement of the message as a, as a method, you know, yeah. every single time. And, what I also like is your blue color. Um, so it, to me, it sounds like that's an unknown thing. You don't know what the history is. You haven't done it. And so you involve the customer to find out more about it or, or use Carfax. That must also make customers feel very involved and, and, and 
um, taking care of the health of their vehicle. Yeah, and it, and it, go ahead. Go ahead, I apologize. No, I was just gonna say it's, it's um, most people, most people pay attention to what gets done on their car. Um, and, you know, we had a guy come in today and he, he brought me this stack, this big of his service records. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to give you this. And I said, Gary, I don't want to touch that. Uh, one, I don't want to be responsible for losing it. And two, I don't need to spend an hour looking through your service records. I can just pull up Carfax and see a lot of it. And, you know, just give me five years back and, and we can go from there. But but you, it just kind of goes to tell, we have customers who have spreadsheets, right. Excel, right? We have a guy who who's just loves Excel and he shares us his Excel spreadsheet of his service records all the wow. time. And, um, but it's, it, it makes them feel good. They're like, oh no, I did that in 2015. I did it at this files. And it says, okay, cool. We'll just, we'll note that and we'll just put it to good or okay, well, we, we, we adjust things on the inspection report on the fly too. If the customer calls and tells us they did something because that's stored for right. their future visits. Right. You know, that's cool. So, yeah. We're I think that engagement, going. that engagement is golden. Right. Yeah. It's not just a one way communication. Here's what's wrong with your car. Um, I love that. And do you do you present the red stuff first or the green stuff first? Or is there no set process? There's really not a set. I mean, it's it's organized to where it's good. I think anytime you, you tell somebody good news first, it's it's OK. It's nice. Most people know, you know, when they bring in a car in that there's if they're bringing it in for a specific problem, they they, they go to the red, they, you know, they look there, of but, course. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's presented with a green, yellow, red, blue for okay. us, just cause that's, that's worked well. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, that's kind of where we, where we go. Most people, it's funny, don't even address the green. They just, when they call, they're like, Hey, I saw some of the things that I needed. Let's talk about it. They don't even go, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad my brakes and tires look good. They, they, right. yeah. So do you find that your condition-based inspection, especially as thorough as you're doing it, doesn't it kind of really trump what the OEM recommendations are because you're actually hands-on looking at the vehicle and examining it rather than going and buy, you know, a OEM recommendation that their whole job is to sell new cars every so many years? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. We, we, we do use the, um, the maintenance schedule, the intervals too. And um, that's been a good selling point where we will literally, I think when people hear, manufacturer recommends doing this at this interval. Um, we literally write that in the description with spark plugs at 120. Hey, manufacturer recommends changing spark plugs out um, at 120. You know, we write that and, and people see that and they, they instantly trust it. Uh, they don't trust to take their cars there because they're obviously coming here for a reason, but they trust what the manufacturer says when it comes to service intervals. So we, we write, we, we use that to our advantage. What's really kind of interesting is we have more and more shops that we bring on and that we've got in our auto bottles network that not only are they increasing their average repair order dollar amount, they're also doing it where their weekly revenue is going up at the same time and they don't have to go and have as many cars coming through the shop to do it. So when yeah. I looked at your business control panel, I see that you're experiencing that exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really perfected it um, during COVID uh, because we had more time. So I think, I think at, at, as hard as it was lowering our car count, um, COVID really allowed us and myself to, to see the importance of spending the time on these reports and what benefits it have, because our car count did go low. We, we've, we have seen less cars come in, um, but we've been able to, we, I prefer 
no more than eight cars a day, um, eight, eight to 10 max a day. If we have too many cars, um, we don't have enough time to get a lot of stuff done. So uh, I, we try to schedule it to where, you know, each tech, no more than three cars, four cars max a day per technician, depending on who they are. So. So DVI digital vehicle inspection isn't the only thing that that really you're using to go ahead and do this. You're actually managing your workflow with the today's vehicle page to go ahead and actually mm -hmm. maximize your your staff that you have, and that seems to be key. You know, taking a really good inspection and combining that with understanding and internal communication through the shop and so on. So, can you talk about you know your communication internally in the shop you know have you got it to where the technicians don't have to come up and stand behind the service rider and wait for them to finish what they're doing oh yeah we um we're we're one of the things that that we chuckle about is how um systematic i am in 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 doing these things where i i try to when they submit the reports i try to have it done and out to the customer within 30 to 45 minutes and we'll we'll send the message if we don't hear from the customer by 30 minutes at most, we'll give them a call. Um, so there's never a lack of, of work for the guys to do. Um, there's always, you know, while we're putting an inspection together, they're doing another inspection, we're selling the jobs. And then we just try to um, manage, I guess it would be what gets done during the rest of the day, which is what we use for the today's vehicle page is we'll just move cars in order so that they know, hey, when I finish this car, okay, I'm on to this car and then I'm on to this car. Um, we still go out and talk just because it's, as much as I like to depend on technology, I know that they're not on it all the time. So I do go out there and talk to them. But if they need a part for a vehicle, I, I do ask them. I say, hey, just send me a message. Don't come in and tell me. Because if you tell me something, I've got 10 other things going on and I'm going to forget what you need. But if you send it to me over chat, um, I'll see it and I'll get it ordered right away. So it has created, um, that took a while for them to, to get on board with because they, well, it, it's just a waste of time. I said, don't waste your more time when I have to ask you twice. Um, because I forgot. So use the use the message and send it to me. I'll see it, and you'll get your part of it. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a both. Um, they don't come in and stand over our shoulder anymore, but uh, they do. They trust us when they send the report that everything that they mention is going to get on that report, and it's going to get sent to the customer. So do I hear you say that you have your day arranged where all the inspections and estimating is done early in the morning, and then you're uplift on that is actually done during the afternoon you kind of arrange your day day like that yeah i really don't work in the afternoon i'm kidding um <laughs> i get to kick back with my feet up in the afternoon and watch the no uh we try we try really hard to do that um everybody's really on board with that too which is nice um it, it doesn't work out you know all the time but generally that's how we try to do things uh, sometimes there's a lot of wrenches in the game but most often that's that's even if there's work that's carrying over from the day uh, prior the guys know that that inspections come first um, because i can always wow. prolong work that's sold but i can't put off inspections so mm -hmm. and uh, your customers know that you said it before you know they they drop off their car in the morning and the earliest depending on the work, they can get it back as four hours later, if it's really just an oil yeah. change. So, so basically they have to take care of transportation for the day. There's no waiter, you have no waiter. We have six loan cars available for customers oh, I see. too, Perfect. Um, which, is, which, is, which is amazing. But we 
we do all we can to avoid people waiting. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, that was the old way of doing things that I remember like 15, 20 years ago is get them here waiting right. so you can show them everything. And, uh, and now no. it's, it's, you don't need to do that. Uh, we, they, these, these reports have made that null and void and even better because they're not coming out and, you know, picking rocks off their tires when the guys are working at them and, and bothering the, the techs or pacing around the shop like three or four hours, you know, it's, um, we just communicate that in advance. We'll give somebody right home or we'll give them a loan car or, Hey, everybody's got Uber, you know? Uh, so it, it's most, most of our customers are very understanding to that. Um, and again, you know, if they're not, we're not a 30 minute chippy loop. Right. It's the business moving to a model of, um, you know, trying to get to where everything is done based on appointments. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, we we stress in appointment only. Um, most of our most of our regulars have have, have learned that. Um, if they don't, they're still okay, knowing that hey, you know, it might be about six hours before we get to it. You know, and and they're they're understanding to that. So we do we do work off an appointment only basis now. Um, we don't get many pop-ins anymore. So, so how do you go and the loaners help you, I assume. I'm sorry, Bill, because I, I see that a lot when shops are struggling, you know, nobody wants to say no. And the loaners allow, oh. you know, such an incredible flexibility. So the investment in loaners pays off multiple. Game, game changer. It gives, it gives the customer, um, they can't, no, they will, they'll no longer be able to use the excuse well, I don't have time. Oh, that's okay. Well, here's a loan car for you. Right. You know, um, it, it also gives us time. If, if, you know, if a four hour job or a three hour job can't get done today, I can push it till tomorrow because they're in a loan car for the night. Right. You know, and I know that, that it's not something that we have to rush. So it really helps with scheduling too. Yeah, that brings up the question. So much flexibility. So much flexibility and avoids the interrupts and switching calls yeah. back and forth just because a promise time is, needs to be met. Yeah. That brings up a question is, do you do something special at pickup to go ahead and actually schedule that next appointment with them? Um, you know, I, pre-COVID I did, we were, we were seeing now, now people are starting to drive and they're coming in at a more frequent basis. COVID just messed everything up where the people that we were seeing every four to six months were coming once a year. Um, so, we do do automated. Uh, we keep we keep records of their recommendations or their future attention stuff, and they get notifications through Autobidos. So we have people all the time that call and say, "Hey, I, I just got an email about this. Um, can I schedule that?" Uh, I don't do as much scheduling in advance as I as I probably could or should, only because I found that eighty to ninety percent of them were we were we kept putting them off and we kept putting them off because they didn't hit their miles. That they were at we get most of it we get a lot of repeat customers so i don't know if that's as needed I'm, again it's not something that i'm saying i we we shouldn't do we should probably do but we don't do it as much because most people come back uh, pretty frequently we've got a good customer base here so um yeah it's just not what something you, we've incorporated what do you think about the idea um scheduling them for the next inspection instead of a service in the wall I love it. Um, I, I just, 
I don't, they come anyway. And I hate to say that. In a, in right. A, okay. In no, a, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a cocky, but it's a, or a confident it's, it's just, they do, they love, they love who we are. And, right. you know, it's, uh, we joke, we have, I was telling, you know, Bill earlier, it's, we've got a dog, like customers come and see our dog. If we have a couple of customers who come every Friday to say hi to the dog and bring them <laughs> treats, you know, I mean, we've got, we've just got a really good customer base. And I think a lot of that is the inspection reports. It creates a level right. of trust and, right. um, you know, you're, it's, there's a lot of integrity behind it. We're not just pushing stuff. Um, transparent. Oh my gosh. Talk about transparency. Hey, listen, I'm showing you everything before we talk about it, you know? So I think right. it creates those where they love, we do have people who come and they say, Hey, I'm just going on a trip. Can you look at my car and do one of those reports? Yeah, no problem. Come on by, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm not against, I, I agree. I probably should no, no, do that more. No, 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 no. And I, <laughs> I totally hear you. This is the most important thing there is. If you have no need, you know, if you have created such an awesome shop culture and customer relationship, congratulations. I mean, there's no need to change yeah. that. So one of the questions I always anticipate coming in from the audience is, do you inspect every car on every visit or you know, do you just kind of have your technicians cherry pick only if they think there's something needs to be done? Oh, no, no, they don't know <laughs> every if it's I mean, if it's a light bulb, you know, and or like a tire repair, um, generally not. Um, and that's usually usually we do those for regulars anyway. Um, but I mean, if yes, every single car gets an and they know that uh, we've <laughs> they hate when cars come in like a month after and we're and I put an inspection on there. But I mean, we just had one today, literally just today that was, you know, it was here 1200 miles ago and uh, it's $900 worth of work. Um, and a lot of the times they'll say, well, it was just here. I said, uh, if, you know, if it's here 500 miles or less, sometimes we don't do an inspection. You know, I just tell them to look at things and if it needs it, let's put it in there. Uh, but if it's been a thousand miles since we've seen the car, it, absolutely, it's getting inspection. Uh, if it's coming in here for, you know, a noise, it, it 100% of the time it's getting an inspection. And they know that. Um, and there's no pushback on it because they see the benefits of it. So. Awesome. I'm blown away. I mean, I really see how you created a, an environment in which it gives you so much flexibility and freedom, but certain things are non-negotiable, right? So appointment yeah. setting, um, four hours and so on and so forth, which really focus on keeping the technicians um, productive. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's good when everybody's on board. You know, right. it's, it's sometimes some, some take, but that's where, that's where myself or, or Garrett, you know, come in and it's, it's if, if they struggle with it or if they don't like it, well, how can we help them like it? Because they're going right. to like it because this is what we do. And that's, that's where our job is, is comes in where, Hey, listen, I, I really need you to do things this way. Um, and, and they, like I said, they're just good. They're good people. Um, they have a good heart and they, I think anyone that gets into this business doing what they do, they care about people because they want to see people safe on the road, you know, cause their hands are on it. I, I joke, I relay it to, to tattoos and, and you don't want to have a bad tattoo artist because Listen, like I'm a walking advertisement for you, right. um, just like just like they are with the cars they work on. Their hands are on those cars, and they care about it. Their picture is on the inspection reports that get sent out. If if they do a bad job, well, guess whose name's going to be listed in that review? 
oh man, I, Wes's hands were all over this car and, and, and he did such a bad job on the repair. They're not going to, they might mention that. So these guys, they care about the work that they do and they take pride right. in their reports. We have it's a- It's awesome that they who, care about their own personal brand along with the shop. Yeah. But, we have a guy who comes in and, and um, he loves when, when it's a first time customer, but we always try to give him the first time customers because he takes so much pride in sending these reports out that he'll come in afterwards after we talk and goes, what do they think about the report? You know, and, and he, cause he wants wow. to know the feedback from the customer. And it's just cool because he does such a good job. And, and a lot of that is us relaying that to them, right? Hey, tell the techs, right. like, I can't stress enough. Like they want to be involved just as much as we do. And they love hearing results and they love hearing that people, you know, appreciated these reports or the feedback that just makes them, gives them more incentive to do, uh, to do a better job. Yeah. The ownership is unprecedented, right? I mean, if you yeah. have the guy come out and ask what the customers think about the report, I mean, you have achieved so much. Yeah. He gets excited. He literally, you know, they, we, we, we should, we should probably create a tab in, in auto vitals where the first time customer or something so that they know um, that's, that's actually something we're going to do. I'm going to, that's what yeah, smart markers are for. Yeah, yeah that's, do that. that's so. what small dog is for. Yep. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> there we go. So we're getting close to the end here. What I'd like to do is see if we could go ahead and get you know your top things that um, a shop that's struggling or a new shop should do. So give me your number one thing that a shop should do that's either struggling to get the guys to do inspections or you know that's just starting out in the digital world. Your number one thing, and we'll kind of work from there. Honestly, I would say take the time to learn it and spend time on the reports. Don't try to rush it. Um, don't just put something sloppy out because if you can develop a system and a good presentation to send these customers, they will say yes to the work. Um, people want their cars to be safe and reliable. And they're, they're okay spending money to do so. And if you send a report that's sloppy, I think it gives a bad representation of your shop. So spend the time on these things. Spend the time learning how, you know, what they want to hear or what they want to know. And I, I can't stress enough the importance of just fine-tuning the report to send to somebody. That's one of the things that um, myself and Garrett really take ownership in is um, we fine-tune these reports to send to people. And so I would, I would encourage any new shop to, to really develop um, a discipline of, I know it's not ideal. You're sitting on a computer and you, sometimes you have a car that it, it took me an hour and a half to do for the first couple of months, what I can do now in 20 or 30 minutes. But the results uh, to me, um, the results speak for themselves. It, it, at least for me, the stress level, the, the having to, to, to discuss things over and over again, I don't have to do that anymore. So I would mm -hmm. say develop a discipline in, in getting a good report done. So you're looking at the time versus return on investment. Yeah. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Oops, there's, hey, there's the dog. <laughs> What's his name? His name's Happy. If you couldn't tell by that bark. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you're thinking about what is your number two thing that you would want them to a new shop starting out or a struggling shop? Either uh, way. Yep. Number two. 
God, it's hard. I mean, it's. I didn't tell you this is going to be easy. Come on now. I know. I know. It's okay. I, I don't have any hair, so we're okay. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I would say just get everybody on board. You know, find guys who are willing to learn, not, not, not guys who are stalemates and just want to do things their way and not grow. I mean, we're constantly growing and evolving here and, and changing these reports. It's not like we, we have a one-time fix-all, end-all. You know, we're seeing things that, are, that can be used to our advantage all the time. So um, I would say be open to change. And if, you know, take advantage of these videos, take advantage of, I love, I don't tune in live because I don't get the opportunity to while I'm here, but I, I listen to what everybody else is doing. And I, and I've, that's a lot of the bit is, is what helped me so much is seeing what other people have done and um, learning from them. Like I said, I'm green. I, I am. There's people who have been doing this for 30 or 40 years, much longer than I ever have. So I want to know what's worked for them and make that work for me. So take advantage of everything that you guys do. There's podcasts that are available. I mean, just watch and listen how other people are doing things. Mm -hmm. So very cool. So did you guys work as a team to go ahead and I obviously, you know, basically you're coming from a place that, you know, doing the inspections, using the tablets, that's non-negotiable. Did you guys work as a team to go ahead and actually develop your inspection sheet? Or did you use one of our generic ones? And then Mark is asking that if you've made your own, have you shared it in the library where other people can take a look at it? We've, from what I know is we use the generic ones. When we came on, they were there. And I just, I just used those to edit. And um, I edited like the type of, um, forgive me for what I'm trying to, um, the intervals or the recommendations, we'll put things. So we've just put things as needed in one. So I'm pretty sure it was a generic sheet. I didn't have to start one from scratch, which I'm really thankful for because I had enough thrown at me when I first came. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't, I don't know if they're shareable. I don't even know how to do that. I can, if you want to tell me, Bill, afterwards, we can, we can make something shareable that we've done. Um, but I mean, it was pretty generic. There was a few things we took off. We found that people didn't like the, the videos. I tell you what would be better than going ahead and sharing it. If you would go to the Facebook forum later on and just post the customer link of one of your completed inspection results oh, yeah. so people can take a look at what you and your eyes feel what good looks like. That would be great. Yeah, I can, I can 100% do that. Yeah. yeah, I can make one. Let's see if awesome. I can get on there. Yeah, that's fine. I, we can do that. I, I know we don't have much time, but I was really intrigued you know, you're still with Garrett, if I understood the gnome correctly, you're still fine tuning and it's very important for you. So, so what is that process? Is it ad hoc where you tell him something or he tells you something or do you have a set time where you say, what are the changes of the week we have to incorporate or how, how, do, you, how do you do that? It, it's mostly just kind of as needed as things come up. Um, uh -huh. We we're, we've started this last year. We're going to sit down with each of the guys and do like a yearly inventory on how things have gone through. And a, a lot of the times they'll come in and tell us, Hey, I really need these things added to the reports. Can mm -hmm. you add these to the reports? And, you know, it takes a minute. Yeah, of course we'll put that in there. It's like, it's, it's shimmy. Like a right, it's, it's a right away thing. So they come and right you away. say, yes, makes sense. Yeah. Give me yeah. three minutes and then you have it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Garrett and I will talk a lot about 
inspection reports. And we've, like I said, lately, we've started to put little parenthetical statements in there um, mm -hmm. that it's stuff that I used to tell people over the phone. But mm -hmm. I think I think I told you now it's the the listening right. again. So we just we just started doing that maybe in the last couple months. And um, so that stuff we we just hey let's this is this works let's do it or oh right. man you know this doesn't work let's let's. So would it be kind of along the lines your technician comes to you and said this is a condition that I'm seeing over and over again and this is the job I expected to produce and then you would go ahead and add both the condition and the yeah. action to the inspection sheet so it's just tap friendly. Tra transfer case service wasn't there. Um, about a year ago, and you know, we started. That wasn't really sold on a regular, regular interval at the shop. And I, I'm, a, I'm an off-road guy, and I was like, well, I, I would change my transfer case, my fluid every thirty thousand miles. Why aren't we doing that? And the guys would say, well, it's not on the report. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we added that to the report right then and there, you know. And um, and that was so we're we're doing, we're doing that on. I mean. I'd say every so often, every couple months, more things are added to it or taken away or, or fixed or edited. And they, they tell us and we do it right away. It takes, it doesn't take too long. Because of the changing and advancements in the industry, you really, everybody in your shop really treats that inspection sheet like a living, breathing document that gets changed and morphed as, you know, yeah. different things come into shop. That's, and that's the reason why it's actually designed that way in the first place. But a lot of people haven't discovered that, you know, to go ahead and keep them up to date actually yields a higher amount of approvals in the long run. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm actually wondering, you know, tell me whether I'm crazy, but whether we invite a few service managers and service advisors and, and do a podcast with a critique of an inspection sheet and then develop develop and we're not saying whose it is you know there's no there's no um assignment of uh, uh, problems or anything but get the spirit going and every everybody can you know start brainstorming and we have done this and you have done this so we go to a concrete level where everybody can learn i don't know bill what do you think tim what do you think would would that be would, would you participate I think that's, um, I like it. It reminds me of a show called Ink Masters that's on Netflix where the guys get together and they do their, and then everybody's critiquing their fine lines. Um, if you can't tell I'm a tattoo fan. And uh, I think that's a good idea. I really like that. And you know, one of the more interesting things about that is also, you know, we're talking about a vehicle health inspection that everybody uses, but we have right. shops right now that are developing inspection sheets that are system specific because we all know that if we touch a system on a car, that we really own to restore that entire system to operate as it was designed from the OEM. So, you know, they're, they're actually getting, you know, their, their regular inspection sheet leads to paid inspections on systems and so on. And um, so that's definitely something to go ahead and consider as we move forward is to, you know, kind of work through not only the main inspection, but maybe some other system specific ones. But even the main is, so my goal is actually not what it sounds like, meaning build the perfect inspection sheet because every shop might have a different perfect inspection sheet, but, but, but learning how to engage and collaborate on the process to build the best inspection sheet for the shop and what's important and what needs to be taken into account, right? So that 
the culture of collaboration and learning something new, as Tim uh, pointed out, will, will, be will be cool fostered this be, way. And it'd be good to see what other people are doing. You know, I, yes. I remember there was there was a guy you had back a while. I don't remember his name, but he's got a beard and he's in Oceanside. And um, I, oh, I yeah. he huh. he presented his and I was I was looking at the, the stuff that he does, and I I learned so much from his reports. Right. You know, I think that would be a fantastic just to see how other people are doing things and what we can add to or take away or yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, there was Neil Daly, and he what yes. what I loved even more. He did uh, inspection clinics in his shop, right? So he let all yeah. techs do the same uh, vehicle, and then compared the inspections and 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 learned this way in the shop. That was amazing. Yeah, actually, yeah. Didn't he go one step further? He actually estimated each one individually yes. and look at the dollar difference between them, and it was uh, really did. ugly <laughs> or that really enlightening. That would be fun right. to do. Yeah. Cool. So we're at the top of the hour. Um, I'd like to thank you again, Tim, for joining us. Um, I know that you already volunteered on air to go ahead and come back and do it again. So um, we're going to go ahead and hold you to that and looking over your business control panel that also. Um, I'd like to encourage people to go ahead and join us live so we can answer your questions on air like we did a few today by registering at autobottles.com forward slash radio. Find another shop owner in your area that might need some assistance to go ahead and help, um, you know, bring the prices in the industry up in the eyes of the consumer. And, um, you know, instead of being the low price leader in your marketplace, maybe refer them to a digital shop talk radio or to a, a podcast. A podcast, of course, can be searched for at the digital shop talk radio on your favorite podcast platform. So once again, I'd like to thank you, Tim, Uva, um, as usual. Um, a lot of fun and a lot of information um, gathered from Tim here. And um, I guess um, we'll call that a wrap. I'd like to tell everybody to have a great day, go out and make some money and wow your customers. There you go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And congratulations again, Tim. You have created an awesome uh, team. And I'm, you know, I'm, in awe. I'm in awe. Thank you. God is good, man. We're really grateful here. So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. All right.